0: influencer and um so basically her, her dad had passed away and she was taking pictures with um in front of her dad yeah her dad's, I saw- it, was, it wasn't mad it was just like she just like posed in front of the coffin like
1: yeah
0: I, I don't think it I don't think it was bad in it but she was getting I mean like,
1: I, I, I just feel like when it comes to, to stuff like that you have to tread very carefully definitely will be telling someone what is right and what is wrong about their behavior in response to to loss because everybody reacts differently everybody does things differently um so for me I wouldn't have but I wouldn't speak wrong against what you thought I don't know I saw
0: I just feel like it's not it wasn't even that that deep I don't I didn't see anything kind of it wasn't like mad like I mean
1: you could see her her dad um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess people are just more so like, how can you be taking a picture right next to where where your where your dad is laying? But I mean, oh, culture mixes into this as well because some people don't take pictures at all, as mm-hmm. and then other cultures for. I mean, my parents' funeral was was filmed. It was live streamed. Pictures were taken. Um, so someone might say that you didn't need to do all of that either. But yeah, you
0: but i think i mean i don't know if i can but i'm just saying i don't think it was that bad because i I feel like because some people in the comments people are like oh wow like okay like that's a bit weird like why you, why, yeah. do you have, why do you have have a leg up why does she, it's not like she actually yeah. showed showed the actual the, the actual casket no. the, the older face no. like, like it's just weird no. man like, but
1: of, of um, societal misogyny as well because it was the outfit as well that a lot of people were commenting on and the poses i don't think she would have received as many negative commentary if she wasn't a woman um but that's that's another topic for another day what was the name of the influencer
0: um i think it was janet i don't know. i think it was it janet something
1: if you search here um, as in influencer posing next to Dad's casket, you'll get a ton of articles about okay. it. I
0: think Yeah, like, like Yeah, I, I just think but I think you're I think you're right in a sense where that like, people um you know like, I feel like it shouldn't it shouldn't have been to the point where she deleted her like deleted her account and stuff. Like that's I think that's that's a bit that's a bit deep. Yeah, oh
1: that's, mm-hmm. no, that's what should have had to have happened.
0: Janet is it Janet Rivera? I think. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I saw it somewhere. Actually, I saw it. I think it was, but it, but we, as you as you probably know, on, online is 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 literally like, especially Twitter, yeah, is is toxic, man. Mm-hmm. Like if, we, if someone says if someone says, this is how I feel like Twitter is summed up. If someone says, "Oh yeah, I love orange," oh, someone will say,
1: "Oh,
0: what about, what about apples?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've brought B into an A conversation, and
0: now nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just weird. But I think especially with grief, because like like sharing grief on social media, one thing I kind of do like this, like um, I don't want to say us millennials, but yeah, more so us millennials that like we kind of just share these these things now. So it, and and it kind of helps because you see one person go through a particular thing, and you're like, oh, okay, I can relate to that. Whereas like maybe. I don't know if this was like five or a couple of years ago, you don't really have that kind of sense of like understanding of other people because people are not, people kind of hold their grief close to their chest. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everyone has to kind of share or be as expressive or about it. They, they can have other ways in which they express it. But I feel like it doesn't it help seeing other people like, um, you know, like talk about their story or share their loss. And it doesn't, it doesn't, I almost feel like it doesn't feel um like triggering, of course, some 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 aspects, you know, are are tough. Like, and and I think with grief, it's like people people share what they, you know, how much they want to share, like, and things like that. Because often, you know, uh, one thing we always do is whenever we have, we have everyone we've everyone we spoke to, we've of course we talk about grief, but we never, you know, go into, um, well un- unless they want to. we never going to do this about uh, what happened? How did you know? All that kind of thing. how did how did that your loved one pass away or you know it's not because sometimes again as much as it is a sensitive thing you know some not everyone might feel comfortable sharing the entire like the entire like picture and I think it's just like with grief it's just about how you how you kind of dealing with it um you know how how it how it's affected you because I feel like with a lot of people one thing that that I I'd, I'd admire you, what you've done is that you've you've kind of you're quite open transparent in terms of like you know how it's affecting you like you know the, the memories of your parents um you know things that you, you and your parents used to do um so obviously it's good to see but i can imagine it's it's bit probably it is bit sweet like you like writing yeah. about it and, you know for for everyone to see because as you, as i said before we know how twitter twitter can be like you know even as you know with the with the influencer even as something as as sad as that people are still Dra- you know I mean? People are so dragging us, so it's, it's so crazy. Like, So I can imagine that like, it's still quite a hard thing to put things out there because not yeah. everyone, everyone has your best intentions, man.
1: Yeah. I was very hesitant when I first started because one thing I noticed before my mum passed was sometimes people would put their dead relatives in their bios on Twitter and sometimes people would do that um, against them Especially if they were being roasted, and I didn't want that for myself. So there's there's right. a put my parents um, in my bio because yeah. you just you never know with social media. Some people are really really um, cruel. Some people are really cruel out there, and it's one thing if you attack me, but if someone was to use my parents against me, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to handle it well. I really wouldn't so when I first started talking about it I wasn't sure how it would be received I was worried that maybe some people might be nasty without me knowing or right in front of me and seeing it but the response has been I don't think I've had a negative response at all no and it's it was really heartwarming for me um, because it it just talking about it all the time on on Twitter and Instagram gave me a sense of relief a sense of catharsisism Um, just reliving all the memories, but also talking about how it's affected me now and how I think it will affect me in the future. Because a lot of people think grief is just about the past and missing the person, but you're also grieving the future that you're not going to have with them. So I'm grieving all the future events that they're not going to be here for, all of my future milestones that they're not going to be here for, all of the the big days coming up, their birthdays, my birthday, Christmas is coming up. It's going to be my first uh, either of them and that's incredibly mad because last year they were here yeah. and I would have never guessed what has happened would happen this year
0: yeah I can imagine that that's gonna be yeah the first the first of everything's always kind of tough and like you know and I'm not sure there's there's a um a right thing to say but I feel like just you know like there's gonna be people there for you. Even if you feel like you want to hit us up and just like reach out, like we're there because we, we understand what it's like, and it's always it's always a bittersweet the first of everything, you know, because you know you're used to you're used to them being you know there, and you're used to certain traditions as well, like so it's definitely um, hard, like like you know, to kind of adjust, you know, and, and that's and that's what we're all doing we're adjusting we're adjusting and adapting because yeah. you know like it's it's hard to. Even comprehend that you know your parents who are no longer here, and you have to kind of as, as much as what you know we're all young adults. But it's it's hard to um, adjust to a life, an adult life without them. Because you know, as you probably you mentioned a few times, like it's like learning new things about being an adult. Like even simple things like you know, I once used to think life insurance was something that you know. no, nah, I don't need that now because I'm I'm yeah. I, I don't have no kids, you know. I, like used to always ignore all the cold calls but now it's like actually you know what, maybe I might have to think about it <laughs> you know what it's I,
1: mean? like I had to learn how to to um, manually turn on the boiler a couple of days ago because yeah. the heating wasn't working and I, I almost had a breakdown over it because I was like why is everything not working right now I I just like calm yourself I literally spoke to my parents but to my dad especially because he was always the one that sorted out these issues and I was like dad Help me! And I went to where the the boiler is, and I saw that there was a manual section there, and I just yeah. turned it on, and just like that. The heating came back on. I almost cried when it happened, out of happiness. I was I was so grateful. But yeah, it's all of this, these little things that I didn't have to worry about because my parents are always here for it. I now have to to learn for myself. I mean, I get bills coming by now now addressed in in my name, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is mad. This is not at all anything I had to worry about because I was living with them um and it's just when you live with your parents you you get used to sort of being relaxed that they, they they might cook for you um they'll probably help you clean you don't have to worry about any household essentials maybe you'll do your own food shopping and if they want <laughs> they can <laughs> 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 so have what it's like to actually be a single adult um yeah figuring all of this out it's It's not easy, and sometimes it does make me really sad, especially if I don't figure it out right away. It will will drag me down a little bit. I eventually do figure it out, but there have been times where it's taken me a little longer than I would have liked. And I might come across a situation I'm not able to solve on my own, and I really need to develop a coping mechanism for when that happens. Mm. Um, But for now, all I can do is.
0: Yeah, like it's not it's not easy, but 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 you also got to remember, like I think at times you you know in the midst of everything that goes on like it's hard to kind of take a step back and realize oh okay like I'm actually doing the best I can you know and sometimes it's it's not it, things may be hard and you know you, you may feel like oh am I, am I doing this right and it's interesting because like um I think sometimes when we're going through stuff we just think okay I'm fine I'm fine you know like nowadays like when we when we speak of like when it comes to depression or mental illness or mental, illness, we just think it's you have to be acting crazy, like or doing something crazy like to to be to be labelled as oh you're 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 that you're definitely going through something. But sometimes it's it's not even that you know. It's just it could just be like I have I've had no motivation to do anything for the past weeks so or months, But you just thought, like maybe maybe am I might being lazy. Like sometimes yeah. cause I, cause I, I always feel like okay am, am I being lazy or am I might actually maybe feeling the, quite depressive. Because yeah. i feel like if, if i'm not like doing anything extreme like shouting somewhere or just like doing something erratic then can then i'm fine but you, you just you, but you don't actually know until you actually kind of deep and think okay are you because it's not it's it's subtle things as well it's not just about the extreme as i mentioned it's not about just doing crazy things but you just think it might just be that like thing of like okay you know what i haven't really i feel like i don't i have nothing to look forward to i don't have I don't know, I don't, I don't know, but I know with depression there's, there's probably obviously a set um, like definition for it, but I don't know do you, do you, always, do you always find them? Like that?
1: Multiple types of depression so I work in a mental health unit, so I'm, I'm very used to seeing the extremes of depression, uh, so I, I work in a, a unit uh, specifically for those that have been sectioned under the Mental Health Act so it's not safe for these people to be outside it's not safe for them or it's not safe for others or perhaps for both so I'm used to seeing the extremes of the mental health conditions that they are experiencing but I am also used to seeing what it's like when you are functioning and depressed as well because that also exists um I've experienced before when I was at university but the loss of my parents definitely left me with a type of depression that I've never experienced before in how low it made me feel. Um, the general definition for depression is um, experiencing low symptoms for more than two weeks. And I think a lot of people who end up through grief will invariably end up depressed just because of the nature of things. But it's just how you deal with that with the months moving onwards. Uh, so I think it's 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 not surprising at all that a lot of people end up depressed I ended up depressed I know other people um that were talking to me about their losses ended up depressed as well and I guess a lot of us don't have grace towards ourselves when that happens because like you said you think oh well I can still work I can still leave the house I'm still meeting up with people talking to people on the phone therefore I'm over exaggerating or what I'm going through is not as bad um as it may seem yeah. but sometimes is and sometimes when you deny what you're going through, it can make you worse. It can make your mental health worse, and that's why that's why that's something else that I've always been open about as well as my mental health in relation to all of this. Because there's there's definitely been periods of time over the past seven months where the depression has been so bad. I've not wanted to go anywhere. I've cancelled any meetups sometimes I've even forgotten them entirely like what I was mentioning earlier I've forgotten certain meetups entirely um I stop answering the phone I just withdraw extremely the only thing I do is go to work because I need to work and even then I work I'm not as present I don't do as much I'm not as productive I'm not as sociable at work either and that was happening more so when I refused to admit how terrible I was feeling because I kept thinking I need to function I need to function because if I don't function then I'm just gonna collapse entirely but by trying to force myself to function I made myself worse so I feel like it's better for you to just admit if you're not functioning because then you can work with that but if you try and pretend that you're not the only person you're not doing a favor is yourself
0: Mm, yes it's it's a lot and that's sometimes like the, the hardest thing is acknowledging okay i'm going to be something but because i do it a lot where like i feel like nah you know what I'm, i think i'm good maybe i don't this, this can't be depression because again i'm not doing anything erratic i'm not, I'm not possessing any erratic behavior or but like even this morning i woke up I feel like, actually no maybe have i am i, am I like not, not so much like like right now but like in the past have i like have there been times where like i've been depressed because sometimes i read something um a while ago and it said oh if you you know sometimes you feel like you're being lazy, but actually maybe you're just depressed because you have no motivation. You have, you know, like I feel like I'm always hard on myself and
1: yeah,
0: I don't yeah. give myself a, an, enough um like grace. But I don't know, I think it's just a learning thing and you know, just like trying to be kind to myself. Cause even um it was yesterday it was my mom's anniversary, like Hello. six years, and um and it's yeah, I don't know. I was okay. Like you know, like I said, I had a lot of people message me. Like, like I said Ben, you know, appreciate you like reaching out and just saying, look, I'm I'm here. Like that. All those things mean it mean means a lot, you know. Um, but it was just a, a bit of sweet. But I, I I said in my video that I posted up um about it, and I said I, I just felt weird for not feeling bad. Like you know, like for not feeling um down about it. But I guess that's just the nature of of, of grief sometimes. Uh, the previous year, I could have been feeling a bit down. This year, yeah. okay, so it's it's different, you know. Um, well, sorry, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you wanted to say something earlier. I'm sorry, let me to um, not um, to, to cut you off. I've
2: been a question I had um for Vanessa So you said that you went through depression at the time when you were at uni.
1: Yeah.
2: So what was your experience like with like going to like private counselling This sort with of the few to understand?
1: So when I was at university, I got CBT through the NHS. It was an eight-week course. Um, and it worked because the depression I was experiencing at university was very much because of the present factors. So CBT helps to address what is going on in the present. It doesn't talk about the, the past, not too much anyways. But when my mum died, I knew right away I was going to slip right back into depression. So. I called my local team and I asked if I could, you know, possibly be seen by by a therapist. I didn't want CBT because I knew CBT wouldn't help me in this scenario. I wanted Mm -hmm. and they assessed me twice. The first time they assessed me, I still don't understand this reasoning that they lost my answers. So it was already traumatic going through my answers the first Mm -hmm. time because they in in some level of depth about the loss you've experienced and how it's left you feeling and so you have to go into detail about what exactly it is you're you're experiencing
2: Mm
1: -hmm. do that once then i did it again after they lost my answers and then they got back to me a couple weeks later to say we're really sorry but we can't offer you counseling until it's been six months until your mum has passed and i didn't understand the reason but what they said was in, in psychology, psychiatry, the way that it's addressed is that six months is the baseline because most people will naturally end up feeling low uh, if someone they love has passed away. But if you're still feeling low or worse than that after six months, then that's when, in their eyes, it needs to be addressed. For me, though, I wasn't really okay with that because I could feel that I was getting worse over time. I, I started to take sick leave from work because I just couldn't handle being at work. I wasn't productive at all. I would come into work, I'd stare at my screen for hours and then I'd go home, barely haven't done anything. So I, I think I spoke to a couple of people and they could see that my mental health was suffering. So they got me in touch with a private therapist and they actually covered it for me. So I didn't have to pay a thing. Uh, they, were, they were that concerned about um, my mental state that they they wanted to make sure that I got the help that I needed so they just they said, don't worry about it just attend the sessions um, and I have been I'm almost finished with the sessions but if I feel like I need to extend it I can just have a conversation about that but I've been attending every two weeks and it's been really helpful for me it's it's helped me to to see some harmful patterns that I have in terms of coping like having maladaptive coping mechanisms or learning how to enforce boundaries because one thing i noticed after death is people will really try to violate your boundaries in in multiple ways um so it's it's taught me a lot about myself and therefore who i can be in the future knowing that i'm carrying this this heavy burden this heavy pain Um, i would say private therapy has probably been more helpful than the NHS CBT therapy that I had, but obviously it's not a good comparison because I haven't had NHS therapy for my loss. Um, but I yeah, it, it's been extremely helpful and I'm eternally grateful for my friends for what they did for me. I don't know how I could ever thank them enough for what they did, but it's it's been so helpful.
2: That's good, that's good. Because I think because when I went through that as well, I went through a similar um, waiting list as well, so I had to go through the, my GP to call the um, private council, and then it, it happened right before the pandemic, so I was on the waiting list from, like, end of 2019, and I had to wait till May 2020, so that's when the pandemic kind of fit, and everything was all online, so I kind of had to do everything on, on the phone for, like, the next eight weeks, and obviously... Yeah. It, it was a bit of a long time, but obviously it had to be done. And obviously, I'll probably say it, it, it worked to a certain extent, but obviously, um, the way I saw it was he's the therapist, so he's just doing his job to help me mm-hmm. get on the right track to why you know you feel the way you do. And obviously, depression is a hard um thing to go through because you don't know why you're feeling a certain way but you know that you need to go to from therapy and obviously family and friends also helps as well when you're feeling down and yeah that's that's good yeah
1: i'm glad you got that help it's a shame that it took so long though. i think that the pandemic affected lot of people when they came to to counselling because some people can't deal with over the phone or over zoom it's been weird for me for sure having zoom Uh, but my therapist is is very kind very understanding and obviously for for them it's it's a weird transition as well but it's oh it's been such a weird time Um, even being assessed over the phone just i felt some sort of disconnects between me and the person over the phone because at one point I ended up in tears and I think the person could tell but because they can't see my face it I don't know it, it didn't feel very comforting of what, what they were trying to say. They also had like a, a tight deadline so they kind of had to keep it. so it it just it doesn't feel very human right now everything that's going on. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah I can imagine um and it's like sometimes as well I know like with these ther- ther- therapists, they they are arguably doing a job, doing it, but you just want them to have a bit of rapport. And not not all of them, I'm sh- or like that, I'm sure. Like um, because with my experience with therapy like a while back, um like it was I was, I mean, I had like I went through um cruise bereavement, I had like six oh. sessions with them. Um it was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I I just at the time I just felt like I wasn't, I didn't get much from it. So like I've kind of started again. Um, you know, and trying to see, okay, like, you know what, let me so just... What
2: was this- the, um, so what was the experience like for you, Jermaine,
0: with cruise bereavement? Uh, it wasn't any, anything, like, bad or anything I can say, like, I can fault them for, but I just thought at the time, I didn't really feel like I was getting much from from it, you know, Um, and that that isn't necessarily to, to blame, like, the services or the, the particular therapist, but I just thought at the time, yeah, I think maybe it was... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one to explain, but yeah, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't really gain much from it. Um, you know, like I, I just felt like it was not really doing much for me. Like, you know, I, I was I was going to the sessions and I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I've been booked now, and I feel like I didn't want to miss them because I know like the waiting list is like ridiculous. Like, you have to you wait ages for like um, just to get a fresh one. One thing I've been I've been doing now is uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of frontline 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 therapy.
1: That sounds familiar
0: yeah yeah so like I I had an assessment yeah they're quite they're quite good I had an assessment with them and um like you know it didn't didn't take too long for them to kind of um assign me someone and things like that so I think yeah with therapy I'm just having a a more open-minded approach to it now um you know because as I said earlier I feel like sometimes um you know, I feel like it's easy to just kind of dismiss certain things and really take a deep look at, okay, what am I going through? Why am I acting like this? Because it's hard work unpacking yourself, man. You know, like, you can you can kind of just bury your head in the sand and you know, and be like, oh, okay, well this, this is what grief is like. So, yeah, I'm, this is how I am, but but it's hard to take that step to unpack yourself, like, and learn why, you know, why this is happening, but I also gotta give yourself grace period as well like listen, that i'm going through this i'm gonna give myself time to grieve there's no um you know there's no like um what's the word i'm looking for there's no expiry date with grief and um, one thing that, that that got me thinking what you mentioned earlier about um you know you saying that you didn't want to sort of put like you had lost your parents in your body because you don't want people to feel like to use it against you but um like that's that's a bit mad though. I mean, I, I feel like personally any any anyone who's gonna uh, stoop to a level of you know, oh, like weaponize someone's dead parents, then they they clearly tapped. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't but, but I, I kind of understand where you're coming from because even me sometimes one insecurity I kind of had was like, I mean, as much as like yeah, we're always open about you know talking about grief and one thing I don't I don't know how I react is if like somehow. I come across something distasteful about my... I don't think it will happen, but I don't know. I'll, I'll probably be, like, quite pissed off, but it's like, I was saying earlier, the, na- the nature of the internet is literally, it's, it's toxic, man, because, like I said to you earlier, even with the girl, if people can, can come for people simply, like, grieving, expressing their grief, then there's not, you know, then they, they can say anything. And even just not to kind of um, touch on this too much, but it reminds me of when uh, there was a time, like, literally, like, a lot of people like, old tweets are resurfacing from people, like, you know, from back in the day, and there was literally, like, it was like a, I call it, like, an exodus of literally of just people being um, yeah. exposed and stuff. And, um, and yeah, cool. I, I understand people, people um, make mistakes, people say things, make mistakes, all that kind of stuff, and people can, in, in, for the most part, in, in some cases, change and stuff. But, you know, there's, I think, like, with anything, there's always a line, though, like, um, and I remember uh, it was, um. I think Nelly Rose was kind of like in the firing line. I know, I know what
1: you're about. Yeah, that that's
0: actually what. what, she what is well. Like, I mean, because like, I, like that, that yeah. And the thing is, I think what what was even crazy. I think someone said, oh, like I don't even want to repeat it, but just someone said something very distasteful about because she she lost her her parents, but I think particularly about about her her mum and I'm just thinking like. You see, at that level, like, at that point, I'll just stop being a bigger person because now you've, it's like, cool, I, I, I sound like I've done something wrong. But you go into... you telling me, I don't know, it's like, it's mad, like, like how, how are you going to solve resolve an issue by students at that level? Like, the the, the bar is low, but it's like, I'm thinking, you're, you're, you're not better than me then, because, like, if, like if you're, if you're, look, you, oh, you can crucify me for something that I've done, but then why would you bring someone's dead parents into it that they can't defend themselves? It's a bit, I don't know, man. It's wild, man. Like, it's actually, actually man. And I, and I don't understand why people, um, like, yeah, why people move like that because that's that's just crazy personally, man. I don't know. No,
1: so to, to strike where it hurts the most. And that's why watching all of that go down and also some other stuff I've seen over the years is what made me think I'm not going to mention it in my bio. I really wanted to but I just thought, let me just play it safe. If I make tweets every so often and I notice one particular tweet, someone decides to start doing negativity, at least I can delete the tweet or block the person. But yeah, I don't know what it is that people think it's okay to mention dead relatives by name or, or use them as, as an attack against you. Mm-hmm. It's always pain. It's, it's very, very low. Extremely. Yeah, like,
0: it's mad. Like it's mad. But like, speaking of like parents, and I know like, you know, it's been quite. It's still quite an early journey for you in terms of your grief. Um, and you know, and again, from what I've like seen, you know, your tweets, your tweets and stuff, you've been very like transparent. But like, just like, just talk us for a bit about your about your story, and um, with loss and how and you know how you were during, you know, through everything that's happened and how you are sort of now like mentally.
1: So. My mum died in hospital in March. Before she died, uh, I got a phone call from the hospital telling me that she had been taken to the intensive care unit, um, that things had gone wrong, which took me totally by surprise and took my dad by surprise as well. Um, When she had gone in, she she was ill enough to be admitted, but she wasn't so sick that she needed um, ICU. So... The last 24 hours of her life was very difficult. Um, Dad and I didn't really know what to to do. Uh, We just called everyone that we could think of. And mum kept bouncing in between really not being okay to still being critically ill, but improving somewhat. And then in the last few hours before she died, uh, she completely deteriorated. And and, then that's when the doctors told us that there was really nothing more that they could do for her. It felt very weird for me leaving her hospital bed. It, it, it felt, in my mind, I kept thinking, I can't leave mum here, I can't leave her alone, but she was gone and I, I couldn't admit it to myself. Walking out of that hospital was horrible. After we had said our goodbyes, it was so awful. My dad and I walked out in absolute silence. We didn't talk. Um, on the way back home it, I was just I was devastated he was devastated um, my sister wasn't with us at the time so we had to go and 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 tell her which was also very very hard um, and and so when it was just my mom that had passed away I was very close to my mum uh, I, I still class her as my best friend because she she really was uh, I, I spoke to her about everything so losing such a person was extremely difficult for me I became very withdrawn at that time a lot of people wanted to see me but I just didn't really want to see them I, I would go to one or two occasions but for the most part I just stuck with work and home I did become closer to my dad in that time and that was I think that was something helpful for the both of us that like we would Talked together more. Um, I was very open with him about my emotions, which is, you know, not something you normally do with an African dad, but I was very, very open with him about how I was feeling. And and he was very receptive to that, which was quite touching. Um, but yeah, I really, really struggled around that time. And I was also helping my dad to plan um, what was just meant to be mom's funeral. And that was very emotional as well. Having to do that whilst working was... Very traumatizing. Um, And then, my dad's death came out of nowhere. My dad wasn't sick before he died, but um, on the on the morning that he died, he woke up fine, but he was just experiencing some uh, some stomach issues. So he asked if I could help him make his breakfast. So I did. I had to leave uh, to buy some stuff for my mum's funeral, but I didn't get to my destination. Because he wasn't picking up his phone, he wasn't responding uh, to the doorbell when I asked my neighbour to come and see if he was okay. So I ran back home. When I when I got home, that's when I I found him. And um, so the paramedics we were already on the phone to the paramedics, and they they tried their best, but he died here. They couldn't they couldn't resuscitate him successfully, and I. With my mum, I broke down in tears, but with my dad, I was just, I was crying, but I was also very, very numb I because I was so shocked with, with what had happened. Um, I, I was literally walking around like a zombie for the first week after he died because I was just like, I've already been through what I thought would be the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then it's now happened again, less than six months apart. So I I think a lot of people, when they saw me um, in between the time of my dad's death and my parents' funerals, they just commented on how numb I was. And I was using that numbness as a coping mechanism. It was only after that they were buried that I really allowed myself to feel everything. And so I became very emotional. I was always upset, always crying. Um, Still going to work, but just not functioning, not functioning it's it's taken me uh, a while to reach some sort of point where I can admit okay I'm still not 100% there it's still very fresh for me but I can still do this I can still do that and when it comes to stuff that I can't do I just have to be patient and and kind to myself because when I was being cruel to myself I was punishing myself and making it worse so I've had to learn to, to to be kinder which is not easy at all but when you when you go through through something like this, it has really changed me. Um, I just I feel like I, life has already thrown hell at me. Why would I make it worse for myself by by deliberately making it more painful? And so now I just try and do my best. When I wake up every morning, I'm just let me function for today, and then I can worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes rather than thinking way into the future. I, I normally like to look towards the future, but now I really can't. Um, I'm quite hesitant to now. So I'd rather just think about today and you know, think about tomorrow when tomorrow comes and then think about bigger issues later on, just not stress myself really. I don't think I'm really there in terms of developing coping mechanisms outside of me uh, releasing my, thoughts on on social media i mean i i my friends are are amazing they always try and keep in contact with me and try and get me outside but i have definitely especially lately i've definitely slipped into a withdrawal mood and i think that's also with winter coming as well i'd rather just be alone and i know that's not but i also know that it's something i need right now because if if i try and force myself to be social end up crashing so I'd rather just admit I need to to be alone and 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 process everything rather than trying to throw myself into things and distract myself from everything that's going on because I have found that when I try and do that I could be at um a dinner and I'll be thinking about my parents uh, or I'll be thinking about the nature of their death which just is not something really good to be thinking about when you're you're out trying to have fun so it's been an extreme learning curve, one that I haven't fully navigated myself around. One that I still feel like a rookie when it comes to it. That's why the way that I feel like the way I'm talking about this now is very chaotic, which basically matches how I feel like I'm coping with all of this. It, it feels like utter chaos, but I'm okay standing in the chaos for now because it means I'm still here, I'm still healthy, I'm still alive, and and that's the the two good things I can take away from this and that I want to to do with my parents proud. And so I will try but I just I need some time. That's mainly what it is. I I need time.
0: Yeah, like your level of self-awareness is amazing man because like, and I think that's what's key in terms of grief is the understanding that just do what you can and what you can't do is fine step by step, you know and sometimes it's hard to acknowledge you know what you can or can't do and I think from um one thing I'm realizing is that like with grief there's no you know you gotta give yourself grace man you know you don't have to you know if today you're fine tomorrow okay I can't do that it's fine like step by step and you know like and the one thing you mentioned standing in the chaos like is it's it's hard but you know you're, you're you're doing the best you can given the circumstances and, and that's what like I'm sure like I'm not sure if you have had people tell you that listen you're you're doing just fine but you're doing just fine man because like you it's not something that is hard less than six months apart like I, that that's it that's mad that's mad like it's it's a it's a lot to deal with like as much as you know um you know like, losing both parents is a lot but in, in within the same that's that's a that's a lot for anyone to take on man so like like we always do here give people their flowers and we just give you your flowers man because it's not it's not to say that you know you you're you can't be um you know sad or like but that that there that that right there obviously that's a lot of strength so just be easy on yourself man and don't and I'm sure you are but I'm just saying like honestly that's it's very commendable man because yeah like uh, I don't know I, I think like I, I thought like losing my friends a year apart was 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 crazy like and but just that your level of self-awareness that's that's something to admire man
2: Really, um, so you know, when you both your parents, you, did you implement any practical ways of, of how you could deal with your griefs, so, like such as journaling or putting it into like writing? And that uh, you said earlier, oh, so oh, is that for, uh, for sorry, for, you talking Oh, that,
0: oh
1: that,
2: that was for um, for yeah, the question. Oh, so okay. yeah. I,
1: so my mum passed away. One of my friends got me a journal typically yeah. for, for her. And I did start to, to journal. I started to exercise a lot more as well. Yeah. So I would go out for long walks. I was going to the gym more. Just in some sort of way to distract myself. I went back to reading as well. I, I'm an avid reader, but I had kind of stopped for a little while. But I went back into. So I bought a lot more books after. My mum died, just anything to escape from what reality was at the time. And the walks would help me process everything. Oh, I was going to the park a lot more as well, just sitting down there. I'd, I'd either have my book with me or I'd be eating something over there or, or just just chilling. But I was spending a lot of time to myself um, or with my sister when she was around or my dad. But I was, I was mainly keeping to, to myself. I wasn't really trying to be out there, be sociable. When my dad died, I completely switched tacks. So I was still doing the exercise. um, I was still reading. But after they were buried, I found myself going out more because I was starting to use that now as a distraction because I realised if I withdrew any more than I already had when it was just my mum that passed, I wouldn't be able to come back from it. So I thought, let me just, if people are inviting me out, let me go out it's gonna look like a madness and I hope no one comments on it that's what I was thinking at the time but I just thought let me let me just live my life um what, so, sorry
0: to do you mean like you started going out after they were buried or you mean before your dad was buried
1: after so after yeah. so my my parents were, um what was meant to be my mom's funeral became mum and dad's funeral so they were buried on the same day in the same plot. um oh, okay. yeah so after after their burial uh, um Because it was also in the same month, it was two days uh, after my birthday that they were buried. So I didn't celebrate my birthday either. So I thought, in all of this madness that has happened, I'm still alive. I don't want to withdraw anymore. So let me go out and have some fun and try and move forward from the, the pain that I'm currently feeling right now so I started to go out more I started to, to go out more um I started started to to go out I've never been out clubbing in London before up until now uh, so I started to do that as well um I was just having fun just just trying to enjoy what I could just temporary distractions really I knew that I wasn't going to keep it up forever, but I just thought let me let me just try and see and I did enjoy myself and sometimes I was distracted enough that you know for once I wasn't thinking about how crazy a year this has been or how much pain I was in um I could just focus on on being in the moment but then I started that when I was at some point when I was going out I was still thinking about my losses and then that's when I realized okay now I can withdraw because now it's not working as the distraction that I need so I started to not go out as much after that Um, What didn't help was one, there was one night I went out uh, with some colleagues and the driver that was taking me to my destination actually lives in the same area as me and he saw um, what happened that day in terms of the uh, the private ambulance coming to take my dad away and obviously no one knew who it was uh, so he was asking me if I knew and I was like yeah that that was my dad that you saw Um, and you know, he was shocked. He spoke to my dad quite regularly. Uh, my dad was friendly towards him. So having a long conversation about my loss on the way to an event that I'm meant to be enjoying, that's thats what, I think that's what keeps it off in terms of me going out and not being distracted anymore. No. Um, yeah, it was not very comfortable but you know when it comes to death people get so shocked they obviously want to ask questions and and understand what what has happened and I'm not going to penalize anyone for that but it definitely affected me mm. um so yeah after that, I just went back to the reading and the exercising mainly at home now because it's quite cold um mm-hmm. but yeah the, I went back to my original uh practical coping strategies
0: yeah and do, do you feel like I know, like with a distraction, it, sometimes you you said to yourself that okay, let me just do this because it's a way to distract myself. But do you feel like you're not you're, you're glad you went back to your original like method of coping?
1: Ah, uh, I'd say yes and no because whilst I was out, I did because I wasn't going out as much, and even before my mom died, I really didn't go out that much. So I felt like I was kind of embracing who I meant to be as an adult, but. There was also a very strong reason behind it as well. And so I'm glad that I recognised that I needed to take a step back. Um, but I don't want it to be a forever step back. It's just, I want to be able to, to go out and not think, oh, I need this for a distraction. I want to go out because I genuinely yeah, want yeah, to. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, because I was definitely using it as a distraction beforehand. I just did not want to be here at all because it was very painful being here, I mean it still is but it was extremely painful uh, back then being being home um, but yeah I, I would like to go out for the sake of being out and for the sake of being fun to reconcile that with
0: you know of course we all, we all maybe had distractions that, that you know that maybe sometimes okay this is not probably needed right now but right now I, I just need a break, and need a distraction but but in the long term, you know, this might not be sustainable. So you have to get to that point of, you know, sitting with that grief and, and that can be harder than because you just want it to kind of go away. So you, you kind of do anything to almost kind of like take your mind off it. And, and like I said earlier, sometimes the hardest thing with, with us um, is unpacking ourselves and being listened. Okay, look, I know something is up here. I know I'm doing this to, to help me cope, but I know in the long run, This ain't going to be, it helps. So it's like you have to make those painful decisions. But ultimately, it might be painful now, but you know, in the long run, this is going to be more of a benefit to your self development, to your growth, because, you know, grief is not going to go away, but it's just about managing it better, better as time goes on, as time passes, you know. And it's hard, it's hard, it's hard hard work, man. Like it's, you know, with grief, as you you mentioned in a previous, uh, I think you mentioned it quite a a while ago. Like with grief, of of course we miss the person, but it's the the memories, it's the the things we did with that person that also kind of hits hard, hits hard as well, you know. Like, um, and sometimes it's bittersweet because the memories are um, I'm grateful for the memories. That's what we have. Like, but sometimes the memories hit bittersweet. Like, I know you mentioned that you and your mum, like you you, know, you said to bake together and things like that. Like, um, yeah. like, did you ever do what other sort of things did you? sort of both enjoyed together like when when she was alive
1: um so baking and cooking generally we we both really enjoyed doing together i would always be in the kitchen with her whenever she was doing either of them so when it comes to cooking i've really struggled to eat any other person's cooking especially when it's gone in because i'll taste it and I'll just be like, this doesn't taste like mum or dad's cooking. And I really, really miss them. They were really good cooks. So I miss their cooking. Um, or even making it myself. I, I can't bring myself to it. I could do it with bacon, because the first time I actually did it for something, for someone else. But okay. doing it was definitely bittersweet, because I was thinking, the last time that I did it with my mum was on Christmas day. So it was bittersweet, not only thinking about the fact that she's not here, but also this Christmas I'm not going to be able to do that with her. Um, and what else did we love doing? Oh, we did something together, going shopping together, um, watching certain TV programs together. There were some programs that I've not gone back to since my mum passed. Actually, mm. there was that I tried to watch. Um, it's called The Good Doctor. Unfortunately. The episode, is
0: is The part of the Good Wife? Is it is that part of that series, The Good Wife?
1: The Good Doctor is adapted from a South Korean TV show by the same name. Oh uh, okay. First- it. but my mum and I loved the, the program I loved the original Korean program uh, and then when I saw the, that this one was coming uh, I was like mum we have to watch this it also had one of our favourite actors in it so we avidly watched it together because I couldn't cheat on me and watch it by herself <laughs> um, yeah so I tried to, to watch it I think a week after she died and I remember talking to myself saying I'm show, I made a big mistake because the episode featured a daughter losing her mum in the intensive care unit i was like oh my god so i had to, to turn it off and i haven't i still haven't gone back since i i catch up with it via social media but i've not actually sat down uh, to watch it and that goes for a lot of other programs that that mum and i used to watch together because i just get really sad thinking about the fact that i'm just watching it alone now mm. yeah
0: yeah, like I, I was kind of
2: like a film that I was watching with my friend called um Shang Shang Chai. Like I don't know if you've
0: heard of it. It's oh, the, like a Marvel film. Yeah, 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 the, um,
2: yeah. The I think it was interesting because it did mention a bit about how the main character did lose someone personally. Mm-hmm. So in a way, um, it was a bit of a long history with family um, issues and. Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting, coming from like a film perspective. And I'm sure there's other films as well that talk about these issues as well. Um I'd probably say that's been a bit of an inspiration as well, as a film ad for them as well. You know, it's good to see that it's been um well, in the way grief is being talked about in films in Hollywood, but obviously people will, I don't know, react differently to it depending on what they're feeling in in the moment.
1: Mm. Yeah. What I noticed about loss in T V shows or films, it's it's often used as a background to someone and then it doesn't get addressed again. So you know those, those 90s camera sort of imagery of, of it's normally a mum as well, of, of a mum that has passed away and it's just, you know, filming them in happier days at the beach or playing in the sand or, or something along those lines and, and used to basically paint a picture of why someone is the way that they are. And then therefore how they move on from that not move forward move on as in literally like push it mm-hmm. aside and it's never really spoken about again um it's only lately with with stuff that i've been seen lately that uh, grief is not just seen as a building block to someone it's actually seen as how it sustains through life because grief doesn't end with someone's burial or when you reach a certain date you're like oh i don't feel the loss anymore I I know it's very fresh for me but I know from what other people said is that that doesn't happen it's just you you make space in your heart to encompass the loss that you've experienced but you start to hold it in your heart a bit better than you would when it's very fresh whereas I felt like it wasn't really reflecting for me in the the tv programs or films that I watched growing up Uh, but it's it's really reassuring hearing that actually I haven't gone to watch I've been saying i'm gonna go watch it um but i, ha- I just haven't gone to this yet but it's it's quite reassuring hearing that a big film like that is addressing loss in in such a way
0: yeah yeah no. it's um i don't know i, I, I think you're right though we, about films not really addressing loss um you know properly it's often like as much there's not the representation is there but it's, it's not explored in depth like it's not, you know, it's just something like, like you said. Oh, you know, someone's like this because they, you know, they. This is why they like it because they lost their mom, and or okay, that's that. And then yeah, it's not really goes in deep. And I'm trying to even think of any like shows or films that really, really, really had a good, um, a good take on grief. I think this is us is definitely a big one. Um, but you have to, you yeah. have to, you have to focus on that. You have to watch that like with with intensity, like to really understand. How the grief is unraveling and how it's affecting each each and every one person. Um, so, so that that's quite a good show. Um, as an as in a show that that focuses solely on grief, but I think that there are probably a few films and shows that do cover grief, but not not in its entirety. Like in terms of that's the main that's the main uh, plot of the film is something to do with grief. But I'm, I'm trying to think. um no. Do you know what? Yeah, this might this this might this might be. Um, not random. I don't know. I will say this entirely about grief but I feel like Top Boy is one. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the new season. I yeah. did not. Like, I feel like uh, okay. I don't know if you're gonna say it, so I, I I won't say too much to spoil it. But I feel like the main wow, characters, the main characters in in, in Top Boy, um, uh, it like, it shows a bit about how what how they come into into their circumstance because they they lost their parents and you know it shows how like the older the older um the older what do you call it? the older the older sibling kind of focusing on looking after the younger siblings because you know that's the role you kind of take on whenever usually it's kind of like tradition in terms of most cultures where you know as the older sibling you're like the the parent to younger siblings now and often that's that can be a hard thing to deal with that can be a hard thing to take on but that's what usually happens that you're not you're not forced to be an adult and you're not forced to now like not necessarily put your grief on hold, but you have to kind of like put it shift it a bit so that you can you you can look after the younger siblings so I feel like that was quite good um in that. another scene in in that series new of the top boy was you know when um one of the brothers like um you know like he was me and his girlfriend's parents for the first time you know and you know having the chat oh yeah so what do you do what do your parents do and I was like oh yeah um no they're not alive and then it's like oh, it's a shock. And it's like, when it, when, it, when they hear like, oh, they're not alive, but, oh, they both like died together. It's like, oh, wow. Like, it's even, you know, like, so things like that, I'm sure it's, it's kind of like normal. Again, it's not, it doesn't cover grief in, entirely, but I think that was quite a good little um take on grief, you know? So yeah, I think, and, and that's real as well.
1: Just to divert a little bit, that thing about telling people that your parents have gone, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but for me, it's very weird when people that I'm meeting for the first time ask me about my parents and I have to I feel like such a Debbie Downer when I do it but I mean I don't have a choice like when they ask about my parents or about my family and I have to be like oh yeah no my parents are no longer alive um and then they normally when they hear that two people are gone they assume that they've gone in one specific tragedy and no I have to specify they died separately and Mm -hmm. it just be such a bummer because I I don't I don't want to be that person but it just it happens someone asked so I've had to, to deal with that quite a few times and it's always weird for me and I don't know how to to handle it properly I just say it as it is um but yeah. it, it's definitely even yeah small stuff like that yeah I, I don't even the, the concept of of meeting someone's parents and then having to, to tell them that yours are or no are no longer here I don't know it's you just gotta have a very supportive um in-law family. If that's like you meeting them, your potential in-laws, that other side has got to be extremely supportive because you'll feel the pain ten times more if they're not.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Like, and this and like, I feel like it is it, there's a a a there's a, there's a, there's a um, element of nervousness when you have that conversation. Oh, but yeah, no, like you know, because I've gone from almost the same or one parent's gone and to the point of like and now I just say yeah both friends are gone back but, but I say it with like a not pride but I say yeah no nah, no nah, it's but no nah, you know don't no not do the whole oh sorry so no nah, yeah I'm just I'm just letting you know yeah both friends if if you ask me then of course I was I will say it because that's the reality of it and I think like um with you because obviously you're still fresh it's I can imagine it. it can might be still a bit triggering but you know but all you but you're not you're not being a Debbie Downer because that's that's the rally of it. And if someone kind of makes you feel a bit you know worried about that then that's then that's clearly something wrong with them not, not you do you know what i mean because essentially that's just that's your life you know it's, it's what it's what's what is at present so you know you, you can't be a deep down about something that's that's true that's happened to you do you know what i mean so i don't know people are just i think people are aware of grief man like and i'm and i and i know i can be a bit weird with it to an extent degree but i think i've one thing i've over the years i've learned is that is understanding a bit better now and so i can now extend that same grace to other people who've been through stuff and not, not make them feel a bit weird about certain things. But I feel like for the most part, as a society, we just, yeah, we just don't really know how to do grief. But then it's so crazy. But it's like literally we can watch films or, or and about people dying and it's it's normal because it's a film, right? But it's like it's it's still a reflection of, of society in to a to a degree in it. Do you know what I mean? So I think like, you know, um conversations about grief often doesn't get I like think definitely needs to be more, um, more of it and less, less um, weirdness and less kind of um, sticking about But that, that, I mean, that just depends on the person and, and who, and that's why it's important to have a community of people who can understand what you're going through, because yeah. you know, amongst them you're not going to feel weird about the things you're saying, you know, or there's no like, oh, oh wow, damn, you must have it really hard. You know, no one, no one singles you out, you know, like. And, and I think it's important not to make anyone feel isolated because it's already hard as it as it is okay like you know being young and still you know needing your parents like you know it doesn't you never stop needing them do you know what I mean so I think I think it's, it's the onus is always on on who we come across to like make make it a bit easier for, for people you know don't don't make anyone feel weird about you know I know it's hard sometimes to, to kind of have um to talk about a group sometimes, but like I think the only thing is treat them as treat them normally as you as you would, you know if you if you didn't know any better, you know. So that's that's what um I feel like would be best. But no, but it's been, but I do appreciate you coming on. though, we do appreciate like um you just sharing stuff because it's like I said, your self awareness is is admirable, man. And I feel like you know, as you continue to like whether it's a month from now, or a year from now, you just continue to grow and. know like i'm not saying you do but i feel like always always ask for that support but you seem like you've got a lot of good people around you and that's and that's always like um good to see like but i don't know but always so this thing in the podcast where we ask people like is there anything you want to like obviously plug or tell people about anything that you're working on no pressure if if it's if it's (laughs) there's not much to share
1: um, I, I am planning on, on doing something in the future because I've realized that talking about grief has reached far more people than I, I ever would have expected. So I am considering some things. I haven't got anything concrete yet, but but when I do I'll let you guys know. But yeah, I definitely want to, to do something more because there's a lot of people out there that are obviously going through what we have experienced, but invariably grief makes you end up feeling very lonely and isolated when in reality you're not so I want to keep continue to keep reaching out to people um I'm just trying to find the right avenue to do that but yeah, yeah. I'll
0: let you guys know. I mean I mean I have I have no I have what's the word I have no I have no doubt that that would that would take off and do what it needs to do man um you know like I think it is and I think I almost want to say like thanks for sharing because I know like with again with, with twirl like I mentioned earlier like it's you don't know where you're gonna get. You can tweet something mm. with if the most sincerity, but you have you have always that one person or a few people that'll come and just do something or say something mad. But I feel like you sharing, you know, your story has, has kind of opened, of course, like raised awareness and you know, just uh, let people understand that listen, like this is tough, man. Like grief doesn't, you know, has no um it doesn't discriminate, you know, as much as we wanna we want to have our innocence in terms of you know, we want our parents to live forever, and you know, and we hope that you know, like it's not their passing isn't too, isn't like you know, too soon. Or, but for something, but in your case, you, it's un, you've you've understood that grief has happened to me like in quite a short space of time, like, one after the other, and that's that's a huge thing. So, like, um, you know, it's good that you're still taking it easy on yourself. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming on. Um, awesome.
1: For well, in inviting me, I I really appreciate it as well. I, you guys are, are doing amazing things with this with this podcast, and I hope it continues to to reach the people that need it because I know there are people out there that just need to hear and know that they're not alone in all of this. So props to you guys. No, thank, thank you, you.
0: And, and yeah, and hope those listeners been a hope you've taken some gems from it. Hope you've enjoyed. Um, as always, you can find us on Spotify apple podcast instagram we'll, will instagram um, instagram we've just we've just hit over just hot, over 800 followers now again a small little milestone but we appreciate everyone that's been following man that really really like um, rocking podcast i said to you Vanessa, we started it we started like a year ago so it's it's crazy to see how much like you know incremental growth we've had and we just hope that a year from now we will continue to do the same have more conversations and just keep doing more things so yeah so for those of you are not following follow us on instagram i think i'll put underscore um what else are we on um we're on tiktok as well but that's a bit slow because i still don't understand the whole tiktok oh. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie I, don't, I, don't I, go. <laughs> I did not know how to use it
1: before
0: i, I, I am i'm a bit clueless like i'm thinking i thought I, like I, I need someone to kind of go through like a like a tiktok 101 or something man just to show how you do the special effects or what like you know what I mean? so we're on there as well so I'll, I'll put that in the link um but it's just there's not a lot on there but I'll just see i'm trying to still learning you know because in, in this social media age like literally all these apps man like there's, there's there's so many now do you know what i mean but um but yeah so yeah but thank you man thank you it's been a it's been a pleasure nice Talking to you for this show yeah nice talking to
1: you